Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. This podcast presented by Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. We are part of the 440 Sports Network. Our guest today, Seabass, he joins us on the guest line sponsored by Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call. That number 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. With that, let's get right to our interview with Seabass. Seabass joins us for his weekly visit from WNWS in Jackson, Tennessee, my friend. Thanks for joining us today on what is a show that, frankly, we were starting to wonder if we'd ever be doing. Yes, what we are. Here it is. Uh, what we've been waiting for all along, man. And we finally got to see what, what the future holds. And uh, me like you, Chris. I got to tell you, I like what I saw. All right. Let's, yeah, I was going to say, let's start with honest reactions. And I'll, I'll start with mine first. Uh, and then I'll let you follow, and then we'll get into some details of some things and some questions and some context. But I think that people who listen to this podcast know, and, and a lot of them like me, a lot of them probably don't, but the thing that I've always promised, is that I'm not I'm not perfect, but I'm always honest with people. Um, and so I'm going to give you an honest take on this. I think these are really nice. Um, and I have sources who range from the school who can do no wrong, you know, the school can do no wrong types, uh, to those who are very critical and skeptical of them. Um, and across the board, the people I've talked to who've seen the plans and some who saw them today, uh, to a person, everybody thinks these are nice. So even the most critical of their critics, uh, have seen these, you know, either privately or today, and everybody I've spoken to likes them. Uh, and, and for me, I sincerely hope they build all this in all of its apparent glory. I am really happy for the people at Vanderbilt that I know uh, or people associated with Vanderbilt that I know and even some that I don't really know. I think this is their day and they deserve this. And I'm I'm really impressed with what I saw and I'm happy for a lot of folks over there. And you know what? Yeah. I'll bet I'll bet you the chancellor almost had to start World War Three over there to get this done. And my hat's off to that guy. Yeah, same. You know, look, uh, I'll I'll say this. I'm gonna cut straight to the chase. All I care about is the results. That's I, I literally don't care about anything else but the, the the results. And there they are. You know, I mean, I I it's it's been a long time coming. I get all that. A lot of struggle. A lot of doubt. Uh, we've given them a hard way to go when necessary, but the end result is the only thing that matters to me. Uh, and it looks like we're going to get one. You know, I mean, <laughs> we've been waiting a long time for this, Chris. Game day atmosphere has been miserable. It's not been fun to be a Vanderbilt fan. Uh, this has a chance to change a lot of those things, to cure what ails you. You know, I mean, look, it's – those renderings, when I saw that, man, I watched that video, I was like, and, and I saw that, and then I pictured myself there, you know, in that situation, watching that game in those confines, and that looks like a place I want to be. 
And it looks to me like this is a school who is now, uh, hopefully, you know, it looks like they're serious about this and, and, and taking the athletics to the next level because I've, I've always told you, if it has the name Vanderbilt on it, I really don't care if they're playing Candyland or college football. Uh, I want us to put our best foot forward. And I, I, think this, I think this says that's what we want too. And that's all I care about. Have I ever told you the story about my brother and his his friend from Africa who visited the states for the first time? And this is this is so. this is going to yeah. connect back to this. Okay, I have a brother who does a ton of mission work in other countries, uh, and he has got friends from all over the world. And one of the cool things about what he does is that a lot of those guys sometimes come back for a first visit to the States, and a lot of times it's with him. And so one of his friends from Africa came to visit him, and one of the, one of the first places he took him was Cedar Point, um, you know, which is just famous for its roller coasters and, and everything. And my, my brother takes his buddy on one of the, the roller coasters there at Cedar Point, and he gets off the ride and he looks over at his friend and this guy is just in tears and he's not saying a word. And like the experience was so overwhelming and maybe disorienting that like he couldn't process it. Right. Um, yeah. Now that there's a layer two to that, that, that not there in this story. But I remember when I saw this and people were asking me like, what do you think about this? And I'm just thinking it's, it's almost so out of the box from what I'm used to seeing, like it was, it was disorienting to look at the renderings and, and where they popped, you know, one thing on one end zone, uh, where, where something, you know, where you got the, the open end zone. Now, uh, there's that big building that goes there. And it was almost, you know, I've been going to games in that stadium for 40 years and to see this like pop down on top of it, after I'm used to seeing the same thing for literally hundreds of games, again, that's not the exact analogy, but it was almost like it took me a while to process it because it's just so different than what we're used to seeing over there. Oh, yeah. Like, I I literally literally couldn't get my arms around a lot of it. It just was like... It, it it literally took, I think, a couple hours for a lot of this to sink in. Oh, I, I you know, I, I get it, man. It's like uh, if you've never had anything, you know, if you've never had, like you grew up poor and you never had anything and all of a sudden you you, you come into something and, and, and you don't even know how to process it. You don't know what you're supposed to do with it. Uh, you don't know if you can trust it, if it's ephemeral or not. But you know what? Hey, this right here... This is for all those people who have, you know, listened to all the crap from all their friends and all their other fan bases. And, and I've already heard the snide remarks on social media, how much the great new, the other fan base is going to love the new amenities. It's going to be great for them. You know, they all said the same exact things when we were never winning football games. You know, Chris, remember that? Remember when 
when three wins was the norm and then all of a sudden we were uh, in three straight bowls and when you came to the games and, and, and even if it wasn't quite a sellout, the majority was Vanderbilt fans and they were, they were, look, here's the deal. They're every, we are every bit as raucous and in love with our team as any of these other fan bases as they are. We just haven't had anything to root for and haven't given any reason to. This is a step in that direction. And Vanderbilt fans have already proven they just want all they were ever asking for was an opportunity. They are out there. Now, I know they've lost a lot of them along the way, and certainly understandably and justifiably so. But, I mean, all you got to do is think about go back to those bowl games. You remember how they, had, they, had, they traveled, not just the Music City Bowls. I'm talking about when they went out of town. There is a especially with all this in, in, in Nashville, man. I mean, there's there's a chance here. And what's the one thing that people love more than anything else, Chris? Winners. People love to be associated with wins and something shiny and new and having fun. Uh, now, no stadium ever equates to winning football games. you got to do – there's a lot more that goes into it. But this is for all those people who've had to listen to this crap for years from all these other people. And now we actually are about to get some shiny new present from Santa Claus. We have been good, and we are about to reap the fruits of that. And I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. Now, the one thing I don't know, Chris, is when all of this, when is this all supposed to be completed? Well, I said I would be honest in this podcast. And you remember we did one a couple of weeks ago where I said I got a bad feeling about some of this. Um, mm -hmm. Part of what I had heard today was confirmed. Uh, and they buried this at the end of the release. And it's the fact that they are going to construct a new power plant uh, to power this, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, Come on, you you can power the thing with what you've got already. I that that to me is an excuse. But anyway, you you can differ with me on that. Um, and and that's kind of what I think we had said some of that in the podcast. I didn't hear it from a lot of places. In fact, I asked other people to run it down. Nobody else could confirm it. But that wound up being true. And I started to think that it probably was. We weren't getting renderings. You know, we just had that radio silence over there, and you, you started to hear the excuses about the power plant and plumbing and whatever else they could drum up. So the source I had on that was right. Now, if he's right about that, let me tell you the other part of this. Um, I don't think they are going to finish this stuff till 2024 or 2025, depending on different phases. Something might get finished into 2024. Some other parts might go into 2025. And the sad part of this is I would think you got most of the athletes on that campus now uh, that'll only get to see this when they come back to visit. They'll never get to experience it. And frankly, I think that was unnecessary. Uh, the other thing I was told is this is very much like, uh, almost exactly like some of the plans. I'm sure some of the details were changed. Uh, so I can't say exactly, but a couple sources that were familiar said this was a lot of the work that Turner did, uh, that his group did. And this is one of the plans that he had. I'm, now, I'm sure some stuff got changed. So if you want to quibble with me on things, but the point is, this is the, the basic concept that his group came up with to begin with. Um, they, they should have broken ground on this a year ago uh, or, or this year. And so now it's going to be next year. Uh, so we basically, you know, and when, while we're praising the school at one time, I think it's also fair to say, you know, if they don't run off an AD and all the nonsense they pulled, 
this could have been done two to three years uh, ahead of when it's going to be done. Uh, that, that, and that's uh, look, um, you're right, but that's just not the day for this, man. We've done all that. We've heard all that. We know all that. That's, I mean, but we can't undo. That's impossible to undo. You're not wrong. You're 100 percent right. But it cannot be undone. The renderings came out today. So, I mean, we can focus on that if we want to, but that's just not the day for this. It's just not. No, that that's all I'm going to say. You asked me on the timeline, and if you want to yeah, be honest, that's the truth. Yeah, I I don't I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be done, probably till 24, 25. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. I I do feel bad that you know some of these young players, younger players. Well, and not just them, but a lot of the players on teams won't get to actually play in those confines, and that sucks. But I mean. There's just nothing that can be done about that at this point. You know, what we do now is this is where we are. We've got the renderings. It's in place. Shovels are supposed to hit the ground. What is it, Chris? Did I read correctly? First quarter of 22, was that right? That's for the power plant. If you read if you read all the way to the end, they're not going to start construction on the rest of the stuff that actually is going to go to athletes for about another year. Okay, so, but as far as like, most of the things that we saw today, if I'm a, all right, Chris, I'm a freshman on the football team. My junior year, most of this thing should be in place. Probably senior year. Okay, probably the senior year. Yeah. Maybe yeah, junior I mean, year. Now, now let me, let me, let me add, let me add one caveat. Okay. The timelines I got were based on information. I guess that could always change. Somebody, when I talked to someone today about this, I had a source pointed out to me that, look, when Texas A&M did that massive renovation to Kyle Field a few years back, they literally started it, what, the morning after? And it's way more expansive and difficult than this. And they had it done before next football season, I believe. You know, if I'm Vanderbilt, I'm saying, hey, let's – I have I have an issue with the power plant, but that aside, I, I don't know why they can't get all that done b- before the 2023 season, but that is just what I have heard. We will see how that plays out. This season of the Vandy Sports Podcast is made possible by my friend, Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. When it comes to general or cosmetic dentistry services, Jody is the best in Nashville, And just check out his client list. It testifies to that. He sees movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, you name it. Jody is the dentist of choice for stars in Nashville. But he sees regular folks like you and I as well. And what people like about the experience is the ambiance. Someone described it to me as a tooth spa. I went in and looked at it myself. That's exactly what it is. It is a relaxing, friendly environment. So whether your dental needs are general or cosmetic, go see Jody. Call him at 615-270-2322. His office is located at 55 Music Square East, not far from downtown Nashville, not far from the Vanderbilt campus. Jody is a former Vanderbilt football player, a huge booster of Commodore Athletics. His support as the title sponsor for Season 7 is the reason we are able to do this podcast. Go see Dr. Jody Jones today. Thank him for his support of the Vandy Sports Podcast and tell him you heard about it here. What I, yeah, what I'm hoping is, what, here's what I'm hoping, Chris. Uh, what, what I'm hoping that this is 
the realization of that statement. Now, obviously things happened, uh, but when a former coach of ours said, remember, and I know you remember those days are over and they're never coming back. You know, I, I, I hope that this is an actualization of that, you know, that this says, yeah, it took forever and all this, but we mean it. Those days, those days are over with. There is a commitment to athletics here uh, that there's just no way around, that, that this is what we're going to be. We're not going to compromise. We're still going to be a great university, have all those things academically. But as in regards to football and athletics and different things like that, uh, those days are over, and they're not coming back. And, and, then, and then new, let me ask you this. Uh, also, with the new practice facility for the football team, uh, what, what does that do with the indoor facility that we have right now? I bet you that goes back to student use. It's going to have to I mean, maybe have it as a, you know, maybe you have it. I mean, there's no reason to go in there and rip up the turf. You could probably play intramural stuff on it. If you've got a, you know, visiting high school in town or, or somebody needs to use a space, you can offer that to someone. I mean, I did, there's no reason to do away with that. It's a nice space as it is. And by the way, I, I liked um, the new indoor one looked really cool. It looked oh, like it had yeah. it had a had like a glass side to it, which I thought was really beautiful. Uh, the the other thing we haven't talked about this yet. Did you see the um the Magugan Center side of things? Yeah, I saw everything. Yeah, I I, I saw God, that, everything. And that, that, that was weird to look at because like that whole everything over there is going to look totally different. And, and by the way, you know, the, the practice facility almost looked like it was uh, like it had open parts to it. Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, I, maybe I saw that wrong, but you know what I'm saying? It, it almost looked like it had open parts to it. Like you could literally walk outside with no wall right there straight into it, uh, which it's, I don't think that's what it is, but they were, they were pretty impressive. Now, one thing I didn't understand conceptually was the, uh, the, what, the multi-level deal in regards to basketball is that new practice, new, a uh, new practice gym, is it involved as well in that multi-level deal for, for, for basketball? Is that, was that correct? I don't think that the playing surfaces are multi-level. I, I bet you what that is. I don't know if they have a locker room on another level or a player's lounge. I think a lot of what is going into a second level there may be some club suites and some things like that. So that may be the second level to that. I don't know how much of that is functional for the players and how much of that is just additional premium seating type stuff? I mean, I, I presume I presume they're not going to build a, a second level just for for club seating or whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm sure there's other stuff up there, but I don't know the exact answer to your question. I don't think it's like I don't think it's like practice courts stacked on top of each other. But maybe I'm wrong. Right, and I also read that uh, I, unless I'm crazy, I don't have all of I don't have anything in front of me actually right now, um, but. I, I I did read new new weight room, right? Yeah, that's that was in there. Gosh, there was a lot a lot but of bullet we, points on that but list. We didn't, see, but we didn't see any renderings of what that new weight room looked like, though, did we? No, um, that that was the one thing I was disappointed in. Is I w- I would have liked to have seen more of the interior. That maybe they just don't have it ready. Um, I, I would imagine they're feeling 
a lot of pressure, and that's probably all that they could put out there publicly uh, that was was cleaned up. Okay, and uh, you know, and for right now, it was so nice that that'll be enough for me uh, for for the moment. I'd like to see the rest of it for sure. Uh, what what did they have in the way of? Uh, and, and again, you may have some of this up in front of you in the way of players' lounges and different. I know they got the new locker rooms up already, and I get all that. Was there any like like new players' lounges or nutritional areas or whatever that is included in this? Yeah, those were both in there, but it just listed them as bullet points. It didn't really give a lot of details yeah. on either. Okay. So obviously, I mean, this was more, it looks obviously more geared towards football than some of basketball. Anything involving uh, baseball here in, not, in, in this? Not in this. I've heard hints that they've got other phases of this to come. I mean, they, they've got to do, they've got to do a lot of stuff for tennis and things like that. So. I, I don't know if that's part of this phase. Uh, I, I think I, I think I probably knew at one point, but it slipped my mind as we're we're having this. But everything that was out there today that was made public, um, unless I missed something in here, was all football and basketball. Do you think that uh, just I mean I, you, you know I don't there's no correlation between these new facilities and this happening, but that it might spur the possibility that we have talked about this and and, and there's been mention of a potential additional sports uh, at, at Vanderbilt that yeah. we don't currently have now. I I would almost guarantee you that they are going to add softball and volleyball uh, within the next few uh, years. God, don't you change me, white boy. No, they are. I, I, I have not. Have I not said this on the podcast before? The, the not league about is the volleyball, not to me. Yeah, the league. I, I may not have mentioned volleyball. The league has been pressuring them to add volleyball and softball for a while, and they have been talking about that internally. Oh goodness, since at least the spring. Oh man, I, I would love. So if, if that happens, I mean, I, I, look, the soundbite is not sworn testimony, so don't feel like you have to have a, a certain number. But if you know, if you could anticipate something like that were true, you have an idea of what we might be looking at on a time frame for something like those additions. You know, it just occurred to me they might have left us a clue on some of that, um, because I was talking to somebody today, and his question was, why did they build? two indoor practice courts because right now you got you know the, the men and women can share one and the one that's not in that one can use memorial and all that and, and that was one piece of the puzzle that kind of didn't make sense is like why couldn't you just build one instead of two well and that we're having this conversation uh, what do you think can use the space that's being vacated by the old practice floor there's a part of the conversation that thought you have now we have too many facilities. <laughs> well, my, my point is, my point is maybe, and I, I have nothing to substantiate this with. This just literally came to me is we're having this conversation. I bet you that's where volleyball goes. Mm, boy, that, that would be, as you know, that's my favorite sport. So <laughs> that would be fantastic. I would certainly love to see that. Uh, I have a couple more things I want to ask you about. One, because I wasn't at the game, and best I can tell, it wasn't on TV in this market. Um, I've enjoyed reading the comments of, of, of those in attendance in regards to the visuals in Memorial in the game against Alabama State. The court looked great. Uh, just, just some of the additions from last year. 
really look like an upgrade. Would you sign off on that? Yeah, I, I would with the with the caveat. Um, they've got us way upstairs in the crow's nest this year. All the media is up mm-hmm. there, and which I, I don't really mind the vantage point. Now, what sucks is all those banners um, are right in front of us, and so I can't see two thirds of the stands. No, more than that across from me. I can't see the the center video board with the replays. And I can't see the corner boards they've got too. Uh, so I didn't get to see mm-hmm. how that like felt in game, but walking in and seeing it from the ground level on the way up, I, I think those are really nice. Those were those were some really nice touches uh to to the gym over there. So I turn on my TV the first time I see them playing a game on TV, and I'm definitely gonna notice a difference. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's really bizarre. Again, I haven't grown up in that gym when they were, were just unpainted cinder blocks, which I, I, I think th- it kind of had a lot of charm then. So it's like, I'm not get off my lawn guy. I think these are improvements, but it really is weird to see it having gone from what it was to what it is now. Right. Yeah, man, that's, that's man. That's fantastic, man. And so let me ask you this also uh, with, with, with these renderings and, and, and what's coming. Cause it's coming. This is, this is coming. Um, Ultimately, we all know you have to put a product on the field. I mean, the, the, all this stuff is great, but you have to put a legit product on the field. Uh, but do you foresee this uh, helping expand the fan base to the you know on the immediate, you know, to the casual fan? Of course, it's going to take a while to build things up. You're going to have to prove that you can consistently win football games and whatnot. But do you think this is going to go a long way in cultivating new people into the fan base? I can't think of a way it hurts. No, if they are just still getting their tail kicked, you know, a few years from now, it's going to be the same old story over there. But I mean, I, nothing they did today can conceivably hurt them in any possible way. And it can only help. Um, now, now I am concerned about the size of their family. That's, that's one thing. If I've got, if I've got one other concern in this, Okay. A lot of stuff is catered towards big donors, expensive seats, corporations buying. And look, not, nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong with that. I, I think they needed to do that. I think that was money out there for the taking for years. And and God knows how many millions, if not tens of millions of dollars, they left on the table by not turning that stone over. So none of this is to be critical of any of that. But you have seen them jack up ticket prices exponentially for basketball. Uh, you felt the effect of that in the gym, in the opener on Wednesday. I'm I'm going to guess, and again, I couldn't see everybody. I'm going to guess there were about 2,500, maybe 3,000 fans in the gym. Uh, that's uh-huh. That was alarming for a men's basketball opener. I've never seen anything like that that I remember. Um, you know, the last football game, I'm going to guess there were maybe... 6,000, maybe 7,000. It might have been in the fives of Vanderbilt's own fans in the football stadium. So they have got yeah. they have got miles to go to fix those. I really think that they have priced a lot of their fans out of the gym. And I really think that ticked a lot of people off. Uh, I, I don't think this year was the right year to double ticket prices. I understand what they're trying to do from a revenue standpoint and fund a lot of this. Again, 
a lot of these things at face value, I don't have an issue with. But you do see the common fan is kind of saying, look, I'm, I'm kind of tired of being kicked around already, and now this is just the last straw. They're going to have to, when, when the dust settles on this, and, and maybe it will win some of the fan base back. I mean, again, you, you can paint this however you want. There, it's, it's undeniable this was a massive step in, in the right direction and maybe the biggest Vanderbilt sports story of my lifetime, pro- probably absent uh, the baseball national championships. But, but other than that, th- this, is, this is a massive story. It's a great story. But that is the one thing that when all the excitement of this wears off, they're going to be left staring in the face of a fan base problem that they're going to have to fix. And, and maybe they can translate that uh, into helping. Uh, but but I am worrying that they are pricing the casual fan out of the gym. I don't know if that's how it's going to go for football. Uh, but but that's a common refrain I'm hearing uh, is that one really didn't sit well. Right. And I, get, and I certainly get that. Of course, you know, uh, winning, winning also may, may go a long, long, long way in helping that. You know, and you know, this has been a product of basketball. It's getting better, but it's still been at the bottom of the conference for the last couple of years. So, you know, you start winning basketball games again and get a little excitement generated with all the other stuff involved. And, and you know, look, I mean, this looks like this is going to be Stack's best team, hopefully, if they can, you know, if they can get uh, Rodney and, and, and Liam back uh, sooner than later. Uh, this this has a chance to be a lot of fun again. We hadn't had we hadn't had anything to cheer for and, and root about, on, not only on the football field but on the on the basketball court as well. And that that could be changing. Yeah, I none of the freshmen really did a whole lot in the opening night, and I think they're going to have some issues. Um, I'm really concerned about Chapman and Robbins, Robbins in particular. And I think that could take a lot of the wind out of their sails. But the one thing I did notice. Um, I think the three freshmen they brought in from an athletic standpoint, and they really need athletes, um, are better than what he's recruited otherwise. Uh, Dazoni's a big step up from what they've had. Now, he's raw, but I think he's going to help them down the line. And I think the next class took that to another level. So I, I think the, oh, the, kind, yeah. the kinds of players that, – that, that's the other story that's kind of getting lost in the week is with the signing class they had, between that and the kids he just brought in – um, he, he realized he made a mistake in his evaluations, uh, and, and frankly, I would say in, in the energy that they put in recruiting and the personnel. But we've we've had that podcast before. Um, you know, I've been critical of him for that, and rightly so. But I, I think you give the guy credit. I think that this class, uh, and particularly the one coming in next year, um, you you can win a lot of games at Vanderbilt with those types of players. You always have. Chris, I've only got about 10 minutes left. So a couple things. Uh, one, uh, just out of curiosity, when some of the rental, and this is maybe jumping a little bit and I understand that, but you have to deal with it. Um, when the renovations are going on, is there going to be any time missed at Vanderbilt Stadium in regards to games? They're going to have to play somewhere else? Is it going to be able to, you know, piece it together over the, over two seasons in the offseason? How's that going to work? That has never come up uh, even tangentially with anyone I've spoken with. Uh, I don't think that ever came up. I don't remember if that came up with the last AD. I don't think it did. 
I mean, I remember going to a game at Missouri a couple years ago. My nephew played there, and they were doing the the same thing in one of their end zones that they're doing in the open end zone. And I think you can play, um, you know, with, with the hole in the other end. I, I'm sure they'll they'll take appropriate measures. By the way, is a is a funny thing. Did you notice anything disconcerting about the stadium renderings? I'm watching the video of it right now. They've got it. I'm kind of I'm watching it on loop. Uh, they've got it on uh, Vanderbilt football. Just uh, what do you call that thing? Uh, Instagram. YouTube. Sorry. Oh, Instagram. No, it's Instagram. It's Instagram. You have to forgive me. Uh, my sister made me sign up for this thing, or I never would have. And I'm watching it, and it's on loop, and I'm going over, and I'm trying to see. Uh, it's only a 10 second video, so do I see? Do I notice anything? Um. Nothing that jumps out at me initially. I'm really concerned about the fans on the back row falling off into the abyss. <laughs> Look at it and see if you can see what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think that's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they'll figure it out, but it just it's it's unsettling every time I watch it. And, and... Yeah, I, I I think they're going to have that figured out. <laughs> I don't think people are going to be walking off of it like <laughs> like that uh, mountain climber on The Price is Right. Remember when right. he went too far? Yes, yes. Is it hard Yeah, I think that I think that part will work itself out. What else we got? Ah, uh, you tell oh, me. Like Kentucky this weekend, don't we? <laughs> oh yeah, there's a there's a football game. Uh, I, I wonder what what are we going to what are we getting here? Uh, are we getting a Kentucky team who is really ticked off right now? You know, after last week, uh, or we're getting and and they're going to look and be taking that on somebody, or I, I, because I got to tell you, there's been time. I mean, Kentucky's a good football team; they are, but lately, I've been a little bit underwhelmed defensively. Now, don't get me wrong. Tennessee can score points. We know that in bunches. Uh, Hendon Hooker's a good football player. They gave up 45 at home. And after a great start a couple of weeks ago in Starkville, the air just completely went out of that balloon and they looked very average in the second half of that game against in Starkville. And all of a sudden, defensively, they don't look nearly as good as they did at first parts of the season. It's kind of funny what scheduling will do. Um, you get six. It seems fair. Yeah, I mean, you get you get a lot of easy ones off the bat, and then you run into the the real teams. I I, I never was, you know, they were top ten. That's one thing that just drives me bananas about rankings, especially early in the year. This this notion that to, the number to the right of the dash dictates everything, and then there's some two loss team out there that you know lost to Bama and Georgia. Uh, that doesn't make the top twenty-five. Um, it, right. I, I think I think water is look, and and this is said as a guy who has a ton of respect for Mark Stoops. I think he's a a phenomenal coach doing a phenomenal job. Uh, but I, I think they were more like a top forty team than a top twenty team. Um, now, having said that, I'm I'm concerned about the matchup. I think Kentucky is just going to try to exert its will on them and, and run Rodriguez and smoke about 50 times total, and I don't know that they're geared to stop it. Yeah, I, 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 well, I don't think they can. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think they can and don't know that they will. 
my question is, when we have the football, is you feel a little better about things? Who's going to be throwing passes? Will I see number eight again this week? Uh, you know, will I see number eight at all? <laughs> you know, well, there, there, there's some details about this game that I just don't know yet. I'm there with you. I look. It is hard to have confidence in their offense with any behind anybody behind center, uh, based on what we've seen. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a little more ambiguity to that th- than there would have been, say, three weeks ago. Because you're right, Kentucky has not been very good defensively. Now, I do worry about um, DeAndre Square and, um, oh gosh, who's their defensive lineman? Josh Paschal and some of those guys getting home because they do have guys that can get to the passer. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they they have not been... Their secondary is not what it's been in past years either. It's just the question is, can they do anything about it? Right. I also want to mention another guy uh, who, because of injury reasons, has been thrust into the starting lineup. But I'll tell you one thing about him. Physically, he sure looks like the part of an SEC lineman. Uh, It seems like he may even have a little bit of a nasty streak about him. But, you know, I... And I don't know what the latest on Ben Cox is, but I wonder if Castillo may be a permanent fixture there on the right side of that offensive line. It's kind of starting to feel like it, isn't it? He doesn't look like a true freshman. You know, physically. I mean, he just does it, Chris. I mean, you go cover a game on Friday night, there's not a whole lot of offensive linemen with that type of size. And, and push. So, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, Chris, I'm wondering, you know, you, you look at from center over and you start looking at the right side of that and we'll see what happens with Ben Cox. Maybe he moves over the left side or whatever, but I, I, I can get behind, you know, working center over to right a, a Julian Hernandez Castillo and Ashmore unit, you know, of course, on the other side or on the left, we're going to end up replacing a couple of guys. And one guy who's been a starter, it seems like, it seems like Tyler Steen uh, has been playing left tackle longer than I've been a Vanderbilt fan. <laughs> you, you, you know, it just does. seems like Tyler Steen's been there forever. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't hate that. A couple of really fairly decent, good-looking uh, young offensive linemen. And then uh, – of course, getting the kid out of NBA over a week, what I thought was was a big in-state win for them. They needed because here's the deal: you can say, well, yeah, but you know, you had Clark and you had uh, and, and you had Barton, and they went to NBA. But the real story would have been is what if they wouldn't have been able to get him? You know, despite those connections, that's when it would have been really bad because I mean, if they can't go into their own alma mater and 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 sell Vanderbilt and their vision, that would be a problem. Now that doesn't mean they're going to get Reed. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Uh, but I do like the fact that uh, you know th- that they were able to secure that. And looks like Patterson's still a, a, a go there. And I really, I really think Chris. And I know that the Richardson Cats got to Cincinnati, but I think the level of private school football in Nashville, you know, a place where we should be able to theoretically do pretty well scoring prospects. Um, you know, I know it used to be just two or three superstar programs, you know, the Brentwoods, NBAs and all that, but I think it's kind of leveled itself, you know, with, with others. It's kind of, it's not just them. 
You know, it, it's others. You look at Lipscomb now. They're putting out uh, uh, nice-level prospects, of course, CPA. And I think there's more of them. I, man, if we, if we can go in there and start cultivating those guys and making it difficult for people to come into Nashville and get those guys out of there, that only serves to really help this program going forward. And and, and that's a, those are battles that they should be able to win. So it's good to see them doing that. Yeah, if you can make a convincing argument to good kids in your own backyard right now who can see your program for all its flaws, uh, that's that's a job pretty well done. Oh, and if you can say to them, look, here you are staying home. And I mean, because think about it, where are they going to go city-wise off to college that's better than where they live right now, where they were born and raised, where all their friends and family are. They're in one of the most exciting cities in America. And you show them these renderings and say, this is you on Saturday. This is your teammates here on Saturday, right here in front of everybody that's right here. You can play in this in the Southeastern Conference, in facilities like this, and get us to the next level. I'm telling you, I don't think I'm overdoing it. I mean, we're not about to start, you know, hanging up national titles or anything like that. But this is a very, very, very big deal. And I agree with you when you say that this is one of the biggest events that you can remember in your entire Vanderbilt experience. I think you're right. I think the other key, and I think this will have a lot to do on how it plays out for Clark. It'll be closing this recruiting class keeping the kids you want, trying to steal a couple away where you can. And I think the offseason with his assistant moves, I think is going to be absolutely critical because they've got to get that offense fixed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, 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 there is no question about that. By the way, uh, I don't want to get off the podcast without saying happy birthday to Coach Lee. Yeah, is it? it's today, isn't it? As a matter of fact, happy birthday to Chris Lee from a couple of days ago. Well, and it's the AD's birthday today, too. Uh, that, you know what? That is right. Candace Thornley, that's right. Happy birthday, uh, AD Lee. Uh, all three of you. All yeah. three of you. Good grief. What are the Maybe chances? Get together and have a party. You have to get together <laughs> right. and have a party. Right. Well, you don't go to Applebee's. <laughs> the, I, w- I would think they'll be having a party over there tonight after what came out today. Uh, you know what? And I think they should because that's yeah. probably a – the culmination of a lot of work, a lot of people, and a lot of people reach deep down into those pockets, and to them, thank you very much. And I'll say one more thing. I do hope sincerely they can find a way to expedite the timeline sooner than what I have been told. And honest to God, we I mean, look, th- this podcast is on loop at times, given the material we've had. I'm glad we're at a point we have this to talk about because honest to God, I would love to see them put this to bed and us never have to talk about it again. Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> Works. You know that I've told you that works for me. That, that's all I, I look all, because I, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, I hate not being able to enjoy, enjoy college football. You know, I mean, I, I mean, it's one of my favorite passions of all. You know, and I haven't been able to enjoy it for a long, long time. And uh, th- this could help. You know, this could go a long way into fixing that, even if it does take two years. I mean, Chris, let me ask you a question. In all seriousness, from from a futility standpoint, from a suffering standpoint, Chris, come on. What's two years of the life of a Vanderbilt fan? Yeah, well, yeah, but 
you know that you only get so long in this earth and you never you never know you're not trying to be Alabama. No, you but you, you've—I I get it. But they've got to get away from that kind of mindset. That's 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 loser talk. I get what you're saying, but that's well, loser talk, Chris. But but they just did that. I mean, you say they got to get away from it. They just did that. That's Fair what enough. That is that's that's them getting away from that. Right. You know, that's me telling you my expectations, and then okay. it's not a loser mentality to tell you that I I don't have any illusions of competing with teams like Alabama. Of course, I don't. That's not realistic, you know, and that's, and trust me when I tell you, if I can have a program that I can be proud of, that I can root for, that the fan base shows up for, that the school puts everything they have into it, that they go out and get good players, that they compete, man, if I can go into a season and I look at the season, okay, you know, things go right. This team wins seven, eight games. I promise you, you won't hear me belly aching about much of nothing. Yeah. It's the toughest conference in the country, Chris, by a million miles, and we're the only private school in it. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's no, there's, there's hardly anybody who would be able to succeed uh, on that plane. So I, that, that just is what it is. That's something that we cannot change. Uh, but what we can do is put our best foot forward, and we have the potential to do that now. So hopefully that's what it turns into. That's, that's, where I'm t- that's what I'm taking from all of this. Yeah, and I, I think that's what most of the fans, if not all, are going to take away from that. The, the thing that I've yeah. said for so long, and, and here's another thing, um, and, and this just tells you everything about how hard it is to get stuff done over there. In, and I asked somebody who's familiar, I was like, you tell me, any other school in the country would have, uh, well, and, and this is what someone told me, he said, I, I, you do this any other school in the country, they're having a press conference. They're having the top five or six donors there at it. Uh, they're having all the coaches there. They're having a big Q&A session. And th- they're making a party of it. That That's how this would be done at any other place. Um, and, and what they did is they did a, a, a Friday noon news dump with no press conference. And, and again, uh, it, it, the, point, the point of today is not to sit here and just hammer them from everything, right? I mean, and I've, I've made that very clear. The takeaway from this is, wow, look at what they are finally going to do. And that that is the takeaway. But I thought that that was very telling um, about how they did it because, you know, any other place, the announcement would have gone off completely differently. At Vanderbilt, it's almost like, um, let, let's get this out here for our fans to see but let's not shove it in the face of the rest of campus. I can live with that, but I'll tell you this. You know, what I, what I, what I told you a minute ago, remember when I told you I'm only about the results, right? So I'll just say this. If Will Purdue was walking down Jess Neely Drive wearing nothing but a black and gold thong made of licorice, with a big sign and holding up pictures that look what we've done. It, it, I don't need any of that, man. You can, if it's a piece of paper and a picture says, here's what we're doing. See y'all tomorrow. Uh, okay. Because what, what I tell, what's the first thing I told you, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, only about the end result. It's all I care about. I mean, the pageantry will be fine and it's great to get people hyped up and all that. But if I get that, if I get what those renderings are showing me, if that comes to fruition, Man, if if I hear nothing but crickets, that'll be okay too. 
Fair enough. I only want the end result. I only want the end result. Nothing more. Tell folks where they can find you on social media, where they can listen to your work. Well, tomorrow you can find me at the dog track. I'm ready to go, Jack. Why don't you, Chris, I'll tell you what. Why don't you come with me, skip the game, come on down and go to the dog track with me and my boys. Uh, or if you'd just rather listen to me on the radio, you can check me out at uh, Jackson's News Talk 101.5 FM, Monday through Friday in Jackson from 6 to 8. And, of course, you can always hang out with me on Twitter at, at Cheap Seats Bass. What about that? You going to go to the dog track with us tomorrow? I've got my own indoor dog track here. Uh, O-R-E-O. <laughs> in the house. I'm putting 100 bucks on him to show in the third race. I think Oreo wrecked his seventh TV remote this week. What's wrong with your dog, man? What's wrong with us that we don't know to keep him out of his reach? <laughs> what, did you <sighs> chew him? Yeah, and actually the, the latest one is still functional. Um that dog for 22 pounds, he has got the strongest jaws I have ever seen pound for pound on an animal. It's, it's incredible. Is there any way I can get you to uh, incorporate Oreo into the title of this uh, podcast? (laughs) I I think Oreo eats the remote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That, that, uh, that might be a little misleading today. So, (laughs) Good enough for me. What I, I, how many times do I have to keep telling you this? End result, Chris. Hey, That's all it's about. <laughs> t- t- look, t- t- today, again, if you didn't hear me the first three times, today was a really good day for Vanderbilt Athletics yeah. and, um, yeah. you know, and, and good for the people who got it done. Preach it. Preach, my friend. Preach. Congratulations to the Commodore Nation. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We thank our presenting sponsor, Jody Jones DDS. We thank our other sponsors, Sutherland and Belk and MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, and that's how we make this work, please email me at chrislee70 at gmail.com. We also ask that you subscribe to our website, vandysports.com. That is $99 a year. You get things there that you don't get here. And, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe where you see our podcast. That helps us get noticed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at vandysports.com. Follow me at chrislee70. And finally, subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel as well. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast, which is part of the 440 Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We'll catch you with another episode coming very soon.